Hey, you're listening to the Speaking of Music podcast. Hey guys, we're back. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of the Speaking of Music podcast. Today's album is a new release, and we were pretty excited to go into this one. It is Dawn FM by The Weeknd. Yes, background information definitely happening. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of forgot that I had to do that. Okay. Dawn FM is the fifth studio album from The Weeknd, and it was released January 7th, 2022. It has 16 tracks, and the singles were Take My Breath, Sacrifice, and Gasoline. Okay. Okay. I think we should go through our top five now. I can start. So my top five are Out of Time, Less Than Zero, Take My Breath, Dawn FM, and Is There Someone Else? Okay, my top five are Take My Breath, Out of Time, Sacrifice, Gasoline, and Less Than Zero. And my top five are Out of Time, Sacrifice, Less Than Zero, Dawn FM, and Take My Breath. Guys, we're changing it. We're changing it right now. <laughs> that oh, she was very on a whim. I knew that was not gonna be it. Yeah, I was. We were all looking at Victoria's rankings before this episode, and definitely having some discussions, heated discussions, over our group chat. And they have now been changed on a whim. So yeah, literally in the list, she just like improved the top five. <laughs> yeah, that looks. Love. That definitely looks better now. Okay, where do we want to start? Um, we should start probably with Take My Breath, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. So that was the single for this era. And definitely something that got fans excited for The weekend's new music and the new sound that he was teasing with the whole Twitter, the dawn is coming type of thing. So yeah, definitely. I'd say like I got excited after this this made me like super happy I was like oh I really like the direction that this new album is coming from and I'm really excited to see like the new stuff he puts out we get this kind of consistency throughout the album that I guess as we discuss we'll get more into of this like techno disco type beat and I think that take my breath was a really good intro to the album because it really does capture it perfectly What I will say is that the album version is very long. It is a whopping, like, five and a half minutes, which is good. I mean, it's not terribly long. But, you know, for an album like this and types of songs like this, it is kind of long. And I do appreciate the the bite-sized version of the radio. (laughs) This is definitely a cinematic bop, but I feel like it's just not as, as powerful as his old singles were in the way that his singles in the past were, I feel better at creating hype for the era. Whereas this one was just like, yeah, it's exciting. And it's like a bop, but it just wasn't my favorite out of his more iconic stuff. I mean, I think this is one of my favorites. Okay. So what I was going to say is when this single came out, I feel like all his singles from his last album were still doing very well on the radio so I feel like it like melded a bit yeah 
Yeah, I mean, Blinding Lights still plays on the radio. Like, he has a new album, guys. Cut it out. Oh, I know. No, we're done. We don't want Save any more of this. It's still top, like, 20 on Billboard Hot 100. Like, yeah. I, I don't really know. Also, go, getting back to that whole length issue, I agree that, you know, five and a half minutes wouldn't be terrible, but the issue is, is that every other song in this album is under four minutes and it's like around three minutes and then this one just has this two minute long instrumental intro for what for what yeah. reason no, no one asked yeah. for this <laughs> yeah we didn't sign up for this guys um but oh i mean i guess i understand like why it exists in the era or the the kind of vibe of the album that it was going for but you know uh i do um i would wouldn't like go out of my way to listen to this version yeah, like, exactly. like, there's a shorter version out there that I think does a better job of, you know, getting grabbing attention and, you know, serving its purpose. And I listened to that one instead. I also do think that they created the that radio version for the radio. And it did a good job of being easy to promote. Mm-hmm. While if it was this, you know... Mm, Five version that's on the album it would have been a weirder song to promote yeah okay i think it's time to move on we've definitely set our set our max for this song i think we should probably talk about sacrifice yeah yeah okay so yes this one was definitely another bop it was very good but you know the first thing i thought was as soon as the chorus hit what happened to his accent? Yeah, I was like, who is he trying to be? I was what like, happened? He just like put on a totally different accent. And I, just, I don't even understand what kind of accent it was. It was like, sacrifice. I was like, what is going on? It's like, it's like in Thriller that um, the guy, the man's voice in Thriller that yeah. comes over and, it, and the outro after Michael's like done with his, his singing, it's like, the darkness i'm like oh god what is going on here jump scare okay we got to the chorus and i was like what is going on but i mean i really liked the beat so you know top three no true i thought this one was really catchy yeah it's like chill and upbeat at the same time which is kind of what this era brings in abel's discography kind of like a chill yet upbeat sound which i liked yeah, and I I feel like this could end up potentially as another single later down the road. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I also feel like the internet will take advantage of his distinct vocals in this one. For sure. <laughs> okay, um, that was short and sweet. Let's, let's keep it going. Let's move on to I Heard You're Married, because that one was definitely interesting. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think um, <laughs> the internet needs to calm down. That's Oh, mean. my God. I was literally laughing the entire time during this song. So the internet has definitely has their ideas about who the song is about. And it takes you approximately 0.2 seconds on Stan Twitter to figure it out if you don't know already. But it's definitely a really fun concept. And I was definitely vibing along with it. And I was, you know, bopping along until Lil Wayne's part came along. 
<laughs> it was so bad, so unnecessary. And I was really disappointed by it, okay? I was like having a good time. And then the feature came along and ruined the song for me. I mean, listen, I don't think it was as bad as Anusha is making it out to <laughs> I- me. When you have a song that the chorus is just, um, I heard that you're married, girl. Oh, I mean, listen, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack here. And I feel like the feature wasn't that far out of the ballpark, you know? I feel like he should have made better choices in terms of, I mean, this is kind of in terms of the whole album, but his features could have been very strong, but he chose features that didn't complement his voice as much as they could have. That's true. I feel like the styles did clash, but I did like some of the features. I mean, I really liked, um, the Tyler, the creator feature that they had going on. Okay, let's talk about um, Here We Go Again. And that is featuring Tyler, the creator. And I think this is one of the better features that was going on. I definitely um, do think this feature was better than Lil Wayne's feature. It was yeah. good. I just, I think I like Tyler, the creator. That's what it is. And <laughs> I feel like I just, I really liked the way his voice is even if like the the background just music just stopped when he came on for some reason it was just like him it was a little strange no I completely agree with that it was like kind of two disjointed parts instead of it being a more seamless feature even though I did like both of the parts separately like Abel's part and then Tyler the creator's part I liked them separately but they didn't flow as well so yes, this is better than the other feature, but it still could have been more seamless and more like intertwined, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think it kind of sounds nostalgic of his older music. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why maybe I like it so much. Like, I think it reminds me of what he had going on before. And although I do appreciate the new era, you know, the old music is something that I'd been listening to and, like, I heard a lot on the radio and, like, when I was younger. So it definitely reminded me of it, brought out some happy memories, kind of infused the album with something familiar so that the new stuff didn't seem so far off. I think this was very smart. If that was the intent, if not, it worked well anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think this is a good time to bring up the um radio outros of the song because here we go again is one of the songs that has these radio outros so basically the whole concept of the album was that dawn fm was like his radio station and the album was supposed to be an experience that you know brings you to another radio level of spirituality kind of <laughs> that's what they were going for um and the first time I listened to this album I do have to say that I really did get that um experience feel from it like the way that the um the 103.5 Don FM kept coming up the way that the songs flowed into each other that it was all very put together however it's I'm not sure we needed to hear that Don FM thing as much as we needed 
as much as we did. Yes. I feel like the concept was like well thought out and yeah, it was executed pretty well, but then it got to be kind of excessive and forced after a point. If it would have been a little more sparse throughout the album, if that concept would have been, you know, more spread out and, you know, a little less, a little less than what it was, then I think we would have gotten that feel much better. Right. I think that maybe if the intro track, like it did the actual track, that was very nice. I liked that flow right into the radio, into the the first real song of the album, I'd say. Right. And then the outro was, thank you for listening to Don FM. That would have been good. But I feel like there's so many here. And if I'm putting this song in a playlist and all of a sudden it's like, thank you for listening to 103.5 Don FM. I'm like, dude, really? Like, no, really? I just put this on a playlist. <laughs> That's I, not what I asked for. I think one of the faults of the album is that it's really hard to listen to any of the songs completely by it- itself because it has a place in the track list. But if you take it out of the track list, it's kind of like weird. Exactly. Right. Right. Okay. Um, one last thought. 103.5 is such a terrible radio station here in the New Jersey, yes. New York area. Yes. Is. I hate it. Um, so so that is definitely something a little bit sour for me. Definitely marred my experience, for sure. (laughs) I mean, listen, one of three, five, if you're listening to this, please stop changing the pitch of the songs. Just don't do it. Literally. Okay, let's move on to Out of Time, which is number one for me and Victoria and number two for Sophia. So pretty popular song across the board. Um, overall, the reason I have it at number one was because I feel like this was, to me, it was the most, like, cohesive song of the album. I loved, like, the jazzy intro and then the smooth, like, chill type of beat we had going in and out of the song. And it's definitely closer to what I want to hear from Abel. So I was, okay, I actually had a conversation about this with Victoria a little while ago. This was during um, the Positions era by Ariana Grande. During that album, we were talking about how good Abel's voice sounded in the feature that she had with him um, off the table. So we were talking about how we wanted to hear more stuff like that from him as a solo artist. So for me, this kind of came close to the ballpark that I wanted him to be in. So that's why it was number one. The way I, I described this song is it's one of the least weird songs on this album. <laughs> one, of the least, one of the least experimental. It's It's more like consistent. So I feel like it's easier for someone like me to swallow right i would say this whole album is kind of weirdly experimental it feels like this should have been like what he put together and then made an album out of instead mm-hmm. you know like you put all these tracks together and you we think about it and say great how do we make this an album but it's like, just made but it said this album. is the album right which, i mean listen it isn't a bad thing but donathan was kind of reaching for a cohesive element to it and it's a little the only thing that's keeping it together is the same disco beat going bump 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 that's the only thing that keeps this album together besides the actual radio outros and i feel like if you're an album that's consistent you can't be quite so experimental right 
if you're aiming for one concept like the Don FM thing, the whole like each track needs to work well with each other. It can't just be that little radio outro pulling everything together. Right. So, yeah, exactly. So for sure, that's why Out of Time was really high for all three of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are out of time before our next ad break. So here's one for you now. Hey, guys, we're back and we are going to talk about gasoline. Okay, so overall thoughts on gasoline was I was not sure why this got as popular as it did. I was like kind of looking through some of the Twitter stuff and some of the internet opinions about this album before I actually listened because I love to be influenced by people on the internet, especially Sam Twitter. <laughs> so I was looking through it and everyone seemed to really love gasoline. And yes. I have to be totally honest, I don't know why it got as popular as it did. Maybe it's just like the style didn't match up with what I like. But like the musical elements didn't quite get there for me. Although I have to say the lyrics were very cool. I'm going to say a little bit of the opposite. I really liked the chorus, and but I wasn't sure it was the type of music the internet would have picked up and just gotten easily attached to. I thought this would be an easy least favorite. And that's why I was very surprised when I hadn't listened to the album. It took me like maybe like two weeks after it came out to get around to listening to it. And everyone was posting about gasoline. And I listened to it. And I was like, this does not seem like the type of song people would want so badly yeah you know the this again is very i'd say experimental but the chorus is very catchy addicting i'd say and it the lyrics are very well put together Mm -hmm. so i I liked the song and it's why it's very high for me but i wasn't really sure why the whole world really just caught on to this so easily yeah exactly So this is the second song on the track list. So it's kind of, it's the first song after the intro. And the first time I listened to it, it was kind of, kind of like a little jump scare type moment after that (laughs) nice, pretty intro. And then we got into this little more like heavy hitting type beat here, but I personally think this song was very catchy because for some reason, the entire day today, um, the line, it's 5 a.m. my time again, was just playing over in my head. That's fair. It was... Mine was, I know you won't let me OD. It's very bad to have replaying in your head all day. Yeah. Okay. okay. The line that was replaying all day was from Take My Breath. I saw the fire in your eyes. That all day. Over and over again. Okay. One weird correlation I have with this song, it's actually not weird at all. It's Gasoline by Himes, specifically the the version featuring Taylor Swift, because I listen to both, but I guess like the one with Taylor just really stuck to me. No, true. And so when I heard, when I basically before I listened, every time I saw that, I would just start singing Gasoline by Taylor, like Himes and Taylor Swift. And it was very strange to put, click this song and have it not be that, even though consciously I knew that there are two different songs by two completely different styles of couldn't artists. Be more different. It couldn't be more different. Yeah. And the voice, I will say, came right out of left field. Like, the voice was Jump Scare Part 1. Before Sacrifice Jump Scare, we got this one. 
Yeah, the, uh, this album was just chock full of jump scares. I was at every <laughs> moment in time, I was just uh, like absolutely on edge. <laughs> you you really can't predict like what you're gonna hear next. You cannot predict. I'm like before the track list, I could not have predicted we would have gotten a song by Jim Carrey on here. Song is yeah. better for what this was, but track. Let's Do talk you want about to talk it. about it? Yeah. yeah, let's talk about Phantom Regret by Jim. When I saw uh, the the weekend's uh, album announcement and he was listing all the people that were going to be on the album and the first one was Jim Carrey, I was, I was very confused. I was yeah. like, how? How, how is that going to work? It didn't. And, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. What, it worked, what, but it just wasn't a song. What they were trying to go for was that Jim Carrey was supposed to be like the MC of the radio station. Yeah. And, you know, be the person that between all the songs you hear on the radio, go like 103.5, you're listening to blah, 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 like that. No, right. But like we had a lot of those like, non-song songs on here so that by the time I got to Phantom Regret by Jim I'm like not this again like yeah I'm over it by that point because I like when an album has a track that's not like a song it's like a voice memo or like something like this but then like when you have that many of it in one album I was like not this again I can't do this again right it was just a it looks like this wasn't an album this could have this could have been like an extended version. I'm saying he could have had an album that was like 14 tracks of like just the actual songs and then have an immersive listener experience version of the album. Right. That was this with all of the that voice memos makes in between. That a lot of sense. A lot right? That's what I thought was going to happen. And it just wasn't. I was like, this is the real album. What I have to say about this particular uh, um, talking portion of the (laughs) album is that for some reason it gave me very much Dr. Seuss vibes because it was like rhyming couplets and they and it wasn't even it's it wasn't even almost rhymes that songs usually use no they were like pure rhymes at the end of each of the lines and i don't know with jim carrey reading it gave me dr seuss vibes pure rhymes which is why end of each of the lines god (sighs) all right do we want to talk about the other voice memo thing a tale by quincy yes what are our thoughts i liked this one i was like this one i listened to it i was like that is such a story (laughs) <laughs> well, I think I think this one was more important because it had more of a message. Yeah, it was it was more meaningful. A little more substantial, I think. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I was this one I heard first, so I was like, "Oh, like this is a nice way to like not not necessarily that this was just such a heartwarming story, but but the fact that, you know, it was not at the end of the album, it kind of just tied some things together for yeah. me. It was actually because, like right in the middle. 
Right, because I was listening and you hear you hear some of the weekend themes in his music and you feel this reflecting, even though it's, you know, a, a different type of story. You know, you can see how people would relate to the rest of the art and the things that and the feelings that he portrays. So Yeah. Okay. I feel like we should move on to maybe is there someone else? Because that's pretty high across the board for all three of us. It's at five, six, and six between me, Sophie, and Victoria. So let's talk about it. I thought for this song, the beginning sounded like a 2016 musically rewind. Mm, And then, (laughs) no, and then I got really into the flow. Like after that, like intro, which was slightly slightly concerning let's call it I was alarmed by the intro after I got in like over that and into the song I really enjoyed it okay the flow was great the concept was good the musical elements worked really well together so that's where we're at for that track I think this was just another one of those slightly less experimental ones that yeah that's just happened to be easier for me to get into my thoughts on this are that i mean the chorus and the lyrics they seem very personal in the point where like some of the rest of the album didn't quite click with me that way um especially in the second verse where he says i don't deserve someone loyal to me don't you don't you think i see you know he he's talking about that i don't want to be the person who i used to be and then you can look through like his old hours of music especially because this is you know, he's had so much music put out before this. He's been here for a while. <laughs> and um, you can kind of see the change in what he's trying to say and, you know, saying he's changed. And I think Dawn FM is an era of change. Um, and maybe that's why we're a little confused or our thoughts aren't as, you know, overall outstanding as we wanted them to be because we're used to a certain style of music from him and it's not that way anymore and I think over time we'll adapt to liking it I think it's just something so new and we aren't really like clicking with it just yet yeah but yeah I feel like this is a change for the better and I think going forward with more music we'll be able to appreciate it more and I think this was definitely a sign of that I feel like this is like an intermediary era where he's going from one sound into like the next and this was just a step towards his next sound so there's definitely there's definitely a lot to love about this album but then there are some parts where we're like yeah we don't appreciate this one as much or we don't like this song as much so right speaking of other types of songs let's talk about best friends (laughs) what a great song this was out of pocket (laughs) definitely a song definitely a song I was not ready for it. I just wasn't. The thing is, is that musically, if we take out the lyrics, musically, I actually liked it. (laughs) The lyrics (laughs) made it an issue, though. So I would agree. I'd say musically, this is very good. um, But I found it very difficult to like because what I was hearing was the lyrics. And it's not even like you can kind of ignore them like you can't. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just listen to it. 
And you'll see why I had to put it last because it's just something I can't get over. I don't like the way he phrased everything in this song. Yeah. And I think there was a better way to do it. I think it wasn't like this. Um, there are people who will like this song and that's fine. But I just think that... That sounded passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it did. I didn't mean that. I, mean, I, I mean it. I mean that, you know, people can like this song and I can see how you could like this song. But... I feel like the way he stated it was just not for me. And it probably will never be for me. Slightly recently, Spotify added the lyrics feature. So I was glaring the lyrics right in the face through the entire listen. And it, it was something. So I wasn't. I was like making breakfast in my kitchen. I was having a good day. And then bam. <laughs> Guys, the song ruined her day. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't ruin my day. That's a little dramatic. Okay, okay. We're, we're going to move on to less than zero, I think. Because that one is, for a change of pace, something that we liked a little more. So Yeah, no, I did like this one. <laughs> little rewrite of Zero to Hero. I thought that exact same thing. Oh, my God. I get where stan twitter is coming from okay this man did not make it easy to shut down these theories okay (laughs) let me just tell you okay so this song was another really cohesive one kind of like we were talking about with out of time it was a little less on the experimental side and a little more of what we actually like from abel and what we want to hear from him in the future very musically put together and i thought it was a bop it's it's really good Right, I agree. I think that's exactly it served its purpose on the album. It is definitely a fan favorite favorite. It definitely a fan favorite and you know, rightfully so. I think it had a lot of good elements going for it. I found it very easy to like in an album where he was trying to do so much. It was nice to have a song that, you know, didn't try as hard to be different. <laughs> yeah. Easy on the ears. <laughs> for sure. Okay. All right, let's close this off with the title track. Dawn FM. So it is the like first thing we hear when we open up this album. And I liked it. It was a great album opener. It was a pretty solid introduction to what we're getting into. And it's like, I thought the sound was very like outer worldly. And I like the musical elements of the opening track a lot. I do have to say, since this is the first thing I listened to, I I didn't think we were going to get as aggressive as this album did, but that goes back to the whole multiple jump scares thing we were talking about. <laughs> yes, but I, I, I did like the vibe of the intro very much. Yeah, I think it was a very good intro. I think um, spectacular even. I'd go as far to say the best possible intro for this the best he could have possibly done to set the tone for this album but I think the whole Don FM thing I kind of thought I was getting into something different at the same time I was like oh this is nice he's just gonna give us a nice bunch of good radio songs but um the just relax and enjoy thing was very nice relax until we got jump scare okay he said relax and then he threw in like six jump scares there was nothing relaxing about this album (laughs) like really zero relaxing songs. maybe jim carrey's voice was like a little bit relaxing they're all bop 
wax too. I was like in my kitchen, like dancing around, take my breath, you know. I was also hangry while I was listening to this album, so maybe there was that. Okay, so emotion evoking experience aside. <laughs> this was overall a pretty solid album. I mean, while I think the three of us were expecting something kind of different. I don't think any of us were like disappointed in the sense that like oh this album sucks definitely not there was a lot of love and we're really looking forward to seeing where this sound goes in the future and how it evolves to fit more of Abel's style and hopefully more of what we want to hear from him cough cough (laughs) another Ariana feature oh Jesus guys he's giving you guys so much no (laughs) so much Ariana features don't Um, be like that I am going to be like that. I think they're asking for too much. And I also think it's important to note, Abel does not make music for us. We are being so picky. We're like, oh, this is not what we want to hear. No, Abel is living his best life with his zero promotion album drop. He's like, yeah, we're just going to drop this. And he's living his best life. And I respect that so much. I love it when artists do that. Right. I think this was just, I don't know, music that made him happy and what he wanted to put out and that is why I think I enjoyed it as much as I did in a way that if this was anyone else and this was trying to be heavily promoted on the radio I probably would have had more of an issue with it but I understand that Don FM is an album for himself and that he created it perfectly because of that and that is why I can appreciate it and although we did say a lot of maybe not as positive things that's just because you know it's not something we were expecting to listen to, but it is something that I do enjoy. Yeah, it's not our normal sound either. I would listen to this again. And sometimes when we do episodes, there are things that I would never listen to again. This is not one of them. We did enjoy it a lot. And, you know, it was, it was, despite (laughs) everything, we just ripped apart. If you have an album you want to see us review or potentially a song or an artist, make sure you reach out to us. Our Instagram is at the Speaking of Music podcast. And our TikTok is at Speaking of Make sure to follow those for all the latest updates. And as always, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.